It's a good description. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Mm. Welcome back to the DOG, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so uh, that 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 whiskey was good. That is. Uh, that's, that was good. that's some good scotch. Yeah. So today uh, in Bartender Weekly, we are drinking the Balvenie Doublewood 12-Year Single Malt. Damn, it's good. I got to yeah, drink it good. again. Yeah, so I was I was well, pretty. Uh, the reason I picked this one is uh, I honestly it's just because I never saw it. I've never tried it before, so I was uh, going through the scotches and you know I saw the the classic ones we usually get, but I was like, hey, I've never tried um, the Belvany, and and to be honest, I didn't really know much about the distillery, and so um, I just decided, hey, uh, let's try something new, and I never heard about uh, you know any of their products so we did a little research and tried the scotch and uh we were pleasantly surprised yeah so where is the uh where's the distillery for this so it is in scotland it is in um it is up in uh dovetown scotland actually yeah dovetown scotland yeah and upon further googling skills i believe that's north uk well yeah it was a joke it was a joke it was a really poor joke it was a very it was really bad but sadly, a lot of people think that like Scotland probably isn't any part of the UK. You know what I'm saying? Well, like it's just that like ignorant style of people. American. I'm not gonna say that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, could be, could be. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's, you'd be surprised how many people who. Uh, but then again, you know, Scotland doesn't want has been trying several times to break away from the UK. Um, whatever gets me more Scotch whiskey is what I'm gonna support. So. Exactly. So that's why we should just move to Scotland. <laughs> Because that's like where it's from, Scott and Scotland. All right. Yeah. So it is actually uh, northeast uh, Scotland, way up by, well, way past uh, Inverness. Yeah. Man, there's some weird names. I'm not going to go into those. I'm just going to click out of that tab. That is. Um, Inverness isn't a weird Inverness. name. There's, there's actually several, there's several towns and cities in the U.S. called Inverness. And I've never been there, so they're fucking mm-hmm. weird. Just gonna start off with that. That's how we do things. <laughs> that's like that's like places called Dallas. Dull. Yeah, it's yeah. Dallas. All right. So anyway. more onto the Scotch. Uh, yeah. So, so let's read what it says about the Scotch. So the Scotch says, uh, "The Balvenie Doublewood Twelve Year uh, Single Malt Whiskey gains its distinctive character from being matured in two wood types, which is actually really interesting. It makes it double wood to make the Balvenie Doublewood." Uh, takes whiskey from uh, or takes whiskey that has spent 12 years in traditional whiskey cask, American oak, ex bourbon barrels, and moves it to Spanish oak, ex oloroso, a sherry cask for an additional nine months. The whiskey is then transferred to large oak vessels called tunes for three to four months to allow the whiskeys to marry. Man, that's a and you can taste it. You can you, you can really taste it. You can really taste it as a. I don't know. This is this is one of the things I like about it um, is that there is no peatiness to this. No, it's not. It's all. smooth, but has a lot of flavor. A lot of flavor, no peat to it. It doesn't have this. Well, usually because so the, the the downside is because there's no peatiness to it. There's no smoke to it. Mm-hmm. But it is a very flavorful scotch. Yeah, you could definitely taste like the cherry and the sherry in it. Yeah, like you could definitely taste that. So that's that's one thing I really like about whiskeys, and it's the more you get into it. Also, for anybody that's like listening, if you hear the clink, that's us taking a drink <laughs> because we have metal uh, cubes, metal, metal rocks, cube. keeping our whiskey nice and chilled. So every time you hear that, you should be drinking along with us. 
but so for whiskey, I mean, um, it's like wine. You know, the more you like wine and the more you like whiskey, you start understanding and appreciating the layers of it. You know, that's why I can't drink Jack Daniels anymore because it's I have too many bad like ER memories from that. <laughs> but uh, for for Scotch, there's so many different. Um, facets and so many different layers of uh, complexity and taste and well, like i said you know when you generally drink scotch you you, <clears throat> you feel you feel so sophisticated you know like i feel like i need to pull out an ascot and and, and sip on this but uh standard line the the it is it's, it's very i like when you say wine because it's very comparable to wine you know a lot of wines from different places they have their own characteristics and when you get into scotches, they're they're the same way. You know, they're each scotch, you know, based on the barrel and um, you know, maturation length process and whatnot, uh, they have their own characteristics. And uh one another thing I was reading about this place, uh, that was uh you know, still interesting. They they still keep uh they still keep Coopers on on hand. Oh really? Yeah. So they still keep coopers on hand uh, that are generally employed. A lot of a lot of distilleries nowadays have gone away from that. Now, what what is the cooper though? So the cooper is the ones who uh, are basically required to are the ones responsible for maintaining the barrels. So a lot of distilleries will get barrels from um, different places. Like a lot of them will, some of them will make their own, um, and some of them will import them. Well, real quick, they have to be specific barrels, though, right? Like, uh, for scotch, doesn't have to be like previous uh, bourbon barrels. And it so depends. It actually depends on the distillery. Okay, because okay, so I remember seeing that Jack Daniels and uh, Jim Beam were huge distributors of their barrels. Yes. So, like I said, some some distilleries build their own barrels, right? So they do it from scratch. Some of them import their barrels. Uh, well, all like, actually, all of them do import several barrels for different flavors. Um, and and the United States and Spain are the two biggest ones where they get barrels from, but uh, Coopers are the ones who are are the ones that take the barrels, they assemble them, disassemble them, and uh, they also uh, you know recondition them, you know rechar them if need be or whatever. So uh, having a staff at hand uh, is is pretty cool and. Uh, they also still keep a, a coppersmith to tend their because they still use they use copper stills. Uh, a lot of the old still distilleries use still try to stick to copper, but there are some that actually use steel um, stills. So, you know, trying to modernize, but yeah. So this is this is definitely a distillery that likes to keep everything old school. And I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, that may be the hipster in me, <laughs> but I definitely like. Um, like keeping it older. Like, uh, have you ever been to like an older speakeasy, like a nineteen fifties prohibition type? No, nah, they weren't. My people weren't allowed in them. At that that's time. true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've been into yeah. a couple of uh, yeah, but speakeasies I, I, uh, retrofitted to you know because there's a there's actually a couple um, been to that were uh, sort of restored. You know, they're historic yeah. speakeasy and juke joints. So you know, with a a lot of big retro and hipster booms, there's a there's a couple of them out there. Yeah, but I really like um, I really like how they make the drinks because it's it seems more authentic. You know, like when I need crushed ice, it's not going through a blender, or you know, it's not. Uh, I like to call it fake ingredients. Like it's it's essentially the the Trader Joe's like all natural type ingredients. Which I don't know. Like when I make an old fashioned, that's 
you can't you can't skimp on ingredients with that. Well, yeah, it's something like so one of the yeah, one of the cocktails I like, uh, you know, being from South Florida, um, I gotta love me a mojito. And one thing I, I, I absolutely hate and you know, is when I see someone squirt mint syrup mm. into a mo- mojito, I wanna I wanna throat chop them. Exactly. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Is um, like my brother taught me how to make a perfect margarita, and this is I'm sure we're going to have it on the podcast later, yeah, uh, during this, um, probably during the summertime, but um, yeah, and guess what? It has nothing like that, no syrups, no nothing. Yeah. I mean, it has syrup, but that's just a um, agave syrup where it's just. It's just the sugar. It's like the raw sugar of it. Well, I'm glad that you brought up mojitos because it's like I was You brought up mojitos. I brought up margaritas. I mean, uh, margaritas. Shut up. I've been drinking. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not nearly enough. But uh, no, I was saying that because eventually we're going to have to talk about something other than scotch on the show. Both of us are are scotch, you know, connoisseurs. So I was like, you know what? People are going to probably get upset. They're like, oh, here comes another scotch. That's good. That's good. as far as the drinks, uh, viewers are always welcome to reach out and request specific drinks, uh, whether it be scotch, margarita, martinis. Uh, we drink. We are indiscriminate drinkers. We love well, yeah. all races. I, I mean, I am a highly functioning drunk. So any any drink that you propose to me that has alcohol in it, I'm at least going to try it once. So... Uh, while we uh while uh we are refreshing our cups here, uh, we're gonna bring back the manly art of toasting. I don't know why I say manly art, but it just made it sound cooler. And uh, I think you know you got a toast for us this week. Yes, I do. I do. I have the very uh, stereotypical toast that we've all probably heard before from some Irish drinking game. It is. May you be in heaven half an hour before the devil knows you're dead. Wow. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Drink to that. Mm. Ooh, man. That's, God, that, that is so good. Yeah. We almost even... get like a maple. Like almost like a maple. You do. Yeah, you sort of do. You, there is a, like a maple oh, man. to it. It's and just. Yeah, take another drink. Take another drink. Yeah. <laughs> But no, like, ladies and gentlemen, that is just a fantastic drink. Uh, and by the way, we are drinking it uh, straight um, with uh, just a metal cube to cool it down, even though now it's about room temperature because we've been drinking for a little bit. So, uh, all right, moving on into the podcast. There have been some uh, some pretty funny things on my Facebook feed lately, and <laughs> one is uh, the genuine fiasco on uh, the uh, the the British or UK uh, celebrity celebrity big what's it celebrity, celebrity Big Brother, big brother. yeah uh, that that show oh man well the, oh. the thing about that <laughs> it, it it's a very interesting thing all right so um and I think the 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 story is more of the reaction than what actually happened on the show because exactly. the reaction to it is goes against all the crap we've been hearing lately for like the you know the me too movement and uh you know and all these things like you know granted we're we are we want to make sure that we combat sexual harassment sexual assault as much as possible but you can't sit there and say you know no means no for this person but oh this pr- other person 
you know, did it because they are a uh, marginalized class that they can get away with it because that you know the whole thing is that they painted uh the harasser as the victim yeah completely but like so what actually happened like what is the uh, what actually happened so the breakdown of this is on celebrity big brother uh genuine and other other uh guests in the show were having they were discussing and uh one of the things that uh um India Willoughby um is was was talking about is uh India is a trans woman, um, and she was talking about how difficult it was for her to date because when guys find out that they're she's trans, they don't want to date her anymore. Um, and many guests weighed in, you know, about their views about it, but uh, it came to the 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 incident that everyone's talking about came up when uh, India asked Genuine, would he date? Uh, a trend. Well, India said, "Would you date a woman?" And he was like, "A woman, yes." And he's like, "Well, you know, but a trans woman." He's like, "Yeah, no." Yeah, he spe- yeah he specified. He's like, "Not if you're trans." Like, yeah, not if you're, if trans. you're trans. And then she's essentially saying that she was uh, being discriminated against because it's so hard to find well, the right guys. It's well, like no, like and even genuine in the actual video, which I'll post down below. Even genuine in the actual video says. Uh, he's like, no, plenty of guys are into that. Like, plenty of guys will want to do that. It's just you're looking for, like, the stereotypical man that doesn't want to be with the transsexual, that doesn't want to be with another guy. Yeah. You know, like, you you want a straight dude. If you're transsexual, you're not going to find a straight dude. Sorry. Well, you you might. You might. You might. There are there are a couple, uh, and, and I could tell you from, from some... Uh, People I've known in the past and, and stereo. I actually knew a. Uh, funny enough, I actually knew a Air Force captain who married a trans woman, um, but she didn't disclose. So this was this was actually years ago. Um, he she didn't disclose that she was trans. She had everything legally changed to female, and they were married. And um, and he had to have known at this point. He actually no, because they broke up. And see, one of the things that, that broke it up because he wanted kids. See, and that's another theme of the video is that, um, you know, the transsexual doesn't have to tell her their partner that they're transsexual. No, I'm a woman. It's like you were born a man. You transitioned or transitioning into a woman. When you tell a man that you're a woman, one, either you're telling the truth Two, you're lying. Or three, you are completely confused as the definitions of the two. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and, and I think it's kind of misleading. Like, I, I'm sorry, you know, it is very unpopular. I don't know why I'm apologizing. Like, I wasn't going to do anything. But the, uh, I don't, I'm one of those people who I don't believe trans women are women. Uh, what I mean by that is, as a, if you are a trans woman, you are. You present yourself as a woman. That's how you're living your lifestyle. But you are not. You are a man living his lifestyle as a woman. Um, Would you say that they try to get the best of both worlds? Uh, that they're trying to live kind of on that fine line? Well, well, I've noticed this. And, you know, I can't speak. I actually, you know, um, there we actually do know a couple of trans women. Uh, maybe get their perspective on it. That would be interesting. That would be. Yeah. Um, but the... Uh, the 
I think uh, a lot of what I see is when when guys transition um, to to trans women. That's why I I don't believe this seventy two gender bullshit or whatever number they're on is because they take on more and more of the stereotypical things that you would consider feminine or or you know you know of a woman. Um, a lot of the mannerisms, the dress and stuff like that. They they become more more woman uh or they try to they they amplify that right so it's like you know when you especially when you see drag queens drag queens tend to dress really well they tend their makeup used to be is is really really good and all that stuff because they typically are trying to amplify those parts to separate themselves from being a man so instead of you know to show that i'm distancing myself from being a man i'm taking it to the extreme I'm, i'm perfecting those parts of being a woman as best they can. And I'm like, you know, if that's what you do, that's what you do. But to me, I still wouldn't consider you yeah. a woman. Yeah, so a lot of the backlash from the actual uh, genuine uh, India um, fiasco, we'll mm-hmm. call it. <laughs> yeah, Willoughby. Willoughby. I just want to say it with an Aussie accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the, the fallout from that was not, and we'll play the, um, we'll play the, uh, uh, the video here in a, in a little bit, but a lot of the fallout was actually about uh, genuine being labeled as a transphobe, yeah, right, as transphobic. It's like no, he he, on the video which I'll link below again, he is literally sitting right next to India, yeah, and so if he was transphobe, he wouldn't even be on the same show as India. <laughs> they're sitting, he's sitting you know? right next to her, and they're they're both wrapped up in blankets. Yeah, you know, and he and he and he was actually he's really nice. Now the thing that that really upset uh, India on this whole thing is that she, um, when Genuine said he wouldn't date her, you know, date a trans woman, she he he actually lets her hug him, and he's like, and she goes, oh, here's about how about a kiss, and he he sort of rejected the kiss. He didn't say no, get off me. He was just like, oh no. Yeah, yeah he kind of <laughs> he, he kind of like sat up and like almost got like you know created distance. Yeah, he created distance, and and you know and 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 she took offense to that, and it's like yeah, um, because he's not attracted to you. He don't want to you know if now imagine if the gender roles were reversed, uh, meaning you know granted yes I know we're talking about transgender and she presents as female, but if it was a male doing that to a woman. Um, everyone be up in arms about you know oh my god this is this is what we're talking about the harassment and everything like that yeah. and I was like yeah I, that was when when I posted about the story you know that's like that's the point I brought up I said look no means no either way if he said if he doesn't want to have a kiss he shouldn't have to he shouldn't have to kiss you or or accept a kiss from you because uh, the same people who were upset about Trump and the grabber of the pussy. By the pussy and uh, you know, and the whole thing he said are the ones going. He should have kissed her. He should have took the kiss. He should have done that. And I'm like, you're a fucking hypocrite. No, no, and, and I completely disagree with that argument because, um, like people on that side of the spectrum like to say all the time, is that uh, you have to accept everyone as they are. If and if they do not want to be with you, they don't have to be with you, right? Yeah. Because that's the entire argument. It's like free choice. No one has to do anything that they don't want to do. You're not entitled. Yeah, no one's entitled to anything. Yeah. But when that argument gets flipped and uh, those same people become like the um, the victims or the people being quote-unquote discriminated against or not liked in that circumstance, that's when they 
flip their shit essentially and it's discrimination you're transphobe and they start throwing out these names and yeah you try to and they start trying to actually uh do all the ad hominem attacks to to not say that you were right in your argument or you were wrong in your argument they're saying this dude's a piece of shit from here on out anything he says is invalid yeah and the the thing that you know and i was really disheartened to see you know from these a lot of these people is is that you know you can't have it you can't have it both ways. Genuine has the right to say no, just like uh, India or anyone else has the right to say no. If Genuine would have came and said, "Well, I think you're a you're a uh, you know you're a woman and, and, and you need to get with me," I mean, let's just and, and let's even break it down on racial lines. You know, Genuine is black, uh, India is white. If India said, "Oh, I don't want to, I don't date black dudes," and Genuine said, "Oh, you, you, you want to date me," and Grabner said, "Come on, how's about a kiss?" There would be a massive uproar. There would. There would be a massive uproar. Now I wonder if the same people were sit there and go, "Well, he's a black man, so he's marginalized, and so she should have kissed him, being a white woman." But I have a question: Who is margin? He is more. Yeah. So who was more marginalized in this circumstance? The black guy or the white trans male to female woman see now th- this is why i hate that whole sjw you know pr- you know uh stack system yeah. because i don't think there is you know y- you it's basically you're trying to double down on who's more victimized right yeah that's exactly it so here's the thing right let's rank the victims no i'm not going to rank the victims cuz i think it's stupid right because now we're going to try to we're going to try to rack and stack people versus you know on on the their their uh, immutable characteristics um you know if you want to say you know if if i was going to take the sjw route i'm going to sit there and say as a black man say the black man was the more marginalized because regardless if uh um India is a male to female uh, transgender. It, she's still white, so therefore she has white privilege, and therefore she trumps that trumps everything. Being a tranny and everything else that trumps everything, so she's still at a more privileged rate than the black man. So he is the more modulized person in this scenario. Fight me. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna fight you. You're you're big ass dude. So uh, anyway, we're gonna play the video for you guys and. Uh, Probably talk as we go. Sexual woman. Um, I think I don't. I don't know. Personality for me is this. I mean, it's easy to say. See, for me, this is this is the problem because I think, I think I don't know whether you would say it or not, Mm -hmm. but I feel that a lot of guys would not go out with somebody like me, even though I'm a woman, Mm -hmm. because they they they, they, no 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 no. So and that part right there. But some would though. <laughs> some would, and there is there is said that there are some people who would, and I, I I will even admit that like there are there are some uh, you know trans uh, women who are look very very good, they 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 look they look outstanding, but you know it's still and and I can see guys being attracted to that. I can see some dudes being attracted, and that's what they want to do. And you know that you go back to that old crass saying, uh, but I don't think that's something that you need to, um, that you uh, should be hiding from your partner. You know what I'm saying? Like it shouldn't well, be a surprise. Like if I, it, like you know, if if things get hot and heavy, and you know the clothes come off, there should be no surprises at that point. <laughs> well, like they say, chicks with dicks, the best of both worlds. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> but uh, oh, yeah, no. Oh, okay. If and but then you know that also invites the conversation like when do you tell your partner? And, you know, that, and that's probably why we need to probably get some of the the, the trans people on to to talk about it because when do you tell your partner? If it's a first, do you do it on the first date? Do you do it on the first meeting? Um, now I could tell you from my personal experience. Um, I did. A pr- I I could tell you like many 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 moons ago. I was in a club and I approached a girl uh, who was, you know, in the club and I started talking to her and I'm like, okay, she's, you know, she's really nice. And it, you know, there wasn't trans, transgender people were, you know, even though they've been around and they're, they're still a very small uh, part of the population. So when you actually see one, you know, you, my, fr- your first instincts when you see someone, and this is, this is in the nineties, like you see someone, you're going to pretty much think, okay, man, woman, you know, I can see trans. But when I, I saw, saw her, talked to her, chatted up, I didn't notice that she had big hands. I was like, damn, her hands are almost as big as mine. Um, but, hey, hey, maybe she's just a big girl. There's big girl, there's big women in my family, you know. Uh, but we started talking, and we went out on one date. And then we started talking some more and was going to go out on another date. And what dropped the bombshell was uh, when we were leaving a club, um, we saw this dude come up, and he called her by a, another name that different than what she told me, and you know I was like, Rrr. so as we we uh, got home or as I was getting ready to drop her off, she uh, she told me that you know she was a tran tran transgender. I was gonna say tranny, tranny. Um, I mean, we could do that shorthand. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't see that as yeah. being like a negative connotation to but, it. But uh, they, you know, she told me that, and um, I, I molded over. I was like, man, so do I really? And at this point, we're only two days in. I'm like, do I really want to pursue this? And to me, I was like, I, I can't because for me to have a serious, you know, long term election relationship, I want to have, you know. At that time, I was I was actually looking for my my partner, saying like you know who if I was gonna get into a relationship and I was looking for something long term, I'm I'm looking for family. I'm looking for kids. I'm not gonna have that with a trans woman, not the way that I want. I mean, so that's not how you spell that word. That's probably I'm probably completely wrong. It it starts with an E, by the way. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna have to edit this entire fucking thing out of here. Thanks. You could keep that in. You could keep that <laughs> anyway, in. Anyway, for the ladies, uh, for the ladies and gentlemen at home, I was trying to tell LT to mo- enunciate more because the whiskey enunciate. is getting enunciate, enunciate. It depends where you're from. It's tomato, tomato. Yeah, really no, care. no, that's not. I don't it's care. Not, it's not tomato. Listen, tomato. Google is not going to correct it me is on not, this. It is going to correct you. It's, it is not. You spelled the ro- word not. wrong. Okay. Anyway, you're right. What I'm I saying did not, is, Google did not spell it. Can I get back to my story, motherfucker? Can we get back to actually playing the video? Motherfucker. Well, let me wrap this up then. All right. All right. So, Jimmy. <laughs> so as we, uh, you know, I, I molded over and and you know decided to stop seeing seeing this individual. Now that didn't mean you know stop being a friends. We we actually stayed friends afterwards and we hung out as a group, but we just it wasn't nothing romantic. The only thing that was that made it awkward is as she got comfortable being around other people who accepted her. Um, she started becoming very vocal about her transition 
And I could tell you one time we were at Red Lobster and she went into very big detail on how they they turned uh, Audi into an innie at dinner. And that's when we're like, oh, man, that's that 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 was a, a definite t- TMI. That situation. could definitely take away an appetite. Uh, well, it was actually like during dinner. But yeah, yeah, I could definitely it was it was not not the best dinner conversations. But yeah, some some guys, you know, they do date them there. That's what they look for. You know, there are several um, uh, popular transgender women out there that have, you know, boyfriends and even husbands. And so there is a market out there for them. It's just not that's not everyone's cup of tea. But well, I mean, you brought up a very good, um, a very good point of view, though. You know, you talk about longevity, right? So in order to get to the nuclear family, the wife and kids and all that stuff, you can't do that with a transgender woman. You can't do that with the training. No. I mean, there's biologically, there's no way. I don't care what the clickbait article says. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and that's that's the kind of reason, you know, I, I, I don't consider transgender women. And I, you know, and I think it's kind of a mis... I, I think it's kind of a disservice, too, to uh, women, uh, even men, when you when you sit there and say, okay, well, this this person who was another gender transitioned to your gender, so now I treat them the same as all the other genders. I'm like, no, that that I, doesn't... That I, will, I will tell you what, though. You know, after 30-something years of being a guy, there's not too many women that would want to be a guy. You know, like, the things that guys have to deal with. You know, and that's a huge, uh, uh, how can we say, um, undiscussed conversation of uh, what guys actually go through because, you know, women are very vocal about what they go through with feminist movements, all that stuff. Uh, Guys, you know, we go through a lot of things as well. But it's, I mean, it may not, like, guys know how to compartmentalize. And that's kind of our saving grace, I think, because we can kind of say, I'm literally thinking about nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because, you know, as a guy, you're, you're also kind of told to... Guys are usually very goal or- oriented. Very much. So you know, you you start you start locking away things just so you could get shit done. You know, one of the 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 questions you know, I, I some a topic that was brought up on relationships that I always found funny was that uh, when a guy when a woman brings up a problem to a guy, the guy's instinct is to fix the problem. Yeah, problem solving mode. Yeah. Problem. I don't need you to solve my problems. I need you to listen. And that doesn't register right. with guys because that's that's stupid. Yeah, and not only that, but we feel helpless at that point. Like you just want me to be part of like this helplessness. Yeah. And we want to actually fix it for you. We want exactly. to be helpful. We want we want to have a purpose. Yeah. Well, I was saying, you know, what we 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 all want to look for a purpose, but it's just that you know, at least I know how I think, and you're pretty much the same way. If you're going to come to me with a problem, that I, the, what you're telling me is that you, we have to deal with it. This is exactly. something we have to deal with. So I'm going to look at the deal, something to deal with, um, and and move on. But it's, speaking of moving on, let's let's go on. Let's move on and play the rest of the video. The video. <laughs> About the connotations uh-huh. of it being confused well, with gender queer. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. well, I don't even think it. I think it's even more about. I think that we live in such a binary world where people think there's two options of gay and straight. Yeah, and yeah. I think they think, oh, I'm days. having sex with a woman well, who's trans. The world's a buffet. Therefore, I'm gay. And I think that's why these conversations are important because and I think important. it's about fragile masculinity at the end what? of the day. See, but mm-hmm. men think that he made. All right, so this is the bullshit. This is now, this is rant mode for me. This is yeah. kind of some of the bullshit I fucking hate when here. 
when anytime a man wants to oppose, you know, uh, assert himself or or or, or assert his uh, preference and stuff like that, if it's not in line with what these people, the ones that are are being, I guess, excluded, think. They always try to attack masculinity. You notice they always try to attack masculinity. It's toxic masculinity it's toxic. now. It's fragile. Bitch, it's not fragile. It's just that we don't, you know, the majority of men, uh, heterosexual men, do not want to date a trans woman because a trans woman, at the end of the day, is still a dude. So you might have nipped and tucked. It's cosmetically a woman, but we know it's still a dude. So it's not about fragile masculinity. It's about knowing what you want and what you prefer. And the thing that we got to make sure we stop doing, and I want more people, it's starting to come. That's where the backlash, a lot of backlash start coming back, is start showing them, like, no, bitch, you don't get to attack my masculinity, my being, because you feel slighted. You know, they always go to that. Oh, it's the fragile masculine ego. And, you know, women are the worst of this because – uh, when you talk about fragile, you know, uh, femininity, they had an app a, a couple of weeks back or a month or so ago where uh, it was a simple act, uh, app where you could take someone's face and remove the makeup and see, you know, it's supposed to show you an approximation of what someone looks like without ma- makeup, right? That was it. That's the whole thing of the app. Who flipped out it? Women. They flipped out about that. So I'm like, well, we were going to talk about frag- fragile masculinity. Well, let's talk about fragile femininity, all right? Women flipped out more about more shit than men do any day. Men usually have to put up with more shit, like attacks on our, our masculinity, than women do. When we attack femininity, you know, you notice like all the labels that are negative towards men that come out of women's mouth when you attack femininity. How many labels come out of men's mouth when you attack masculinity? We pretty much just ignore it. Yeah, or we'll call right. you a bitch, a cunt, or right. you know, or something, and then we'll move on with our day. Right, because but, we don't have time for that. Yeah, because we got shit to do. But, you know, that, that shit like that, you know, when they try to frame things like that, because, no, this doesn't have to do with fragile masculinity. Bitch, I don't want to fuck a man. That's basically the bottom line. And I don't, and if you are like me, some people might feel differently, but if you're like me, my view is a trans woman is still... Is is not a real woman, and therefore I don't want to have sex with it because I prefer real women. Would you say that you're a hipster on gender? You only want the real, authentic, <laughs> the real, the, authentic. the old, the old school. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, I, you know, but I feel like that's I feel like that's going to be a thing now. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to go into a, like a bash women thing because I know there are a lot of uh, problems women face growing up, you know, coming up. And, it, and yeah, you're right. There are a lot of things that women are going to face, you know, because if we're going to be really blunt about it, is because they are seen as and and demonstrably so they are the weaker sex, and they're going to be preyed upon by by you know unscrupulous people. They're going to be dismissed. They're going to be you know they they're going to have to do a lot to prove themselves. You know, in in spheres and in areas that are predominantly taken over by men, but there's a reason for that is because men, the what women don't often understand is men have to do that all the time. Men constantly have to prove uh, their worth, that you know their 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 value to other men. You know, that's that's how you get that's how you get positions, right? You don't you don't. Dudes don't get positions because, you know, they always say, oh, it's the good old boys club. I was like, the good old boys club is really small in comparison to a lot of things. 
to get in the good old boys club, you got to prove that you're worth something. Exactly. It's it's about it's a position of dominance, is really what it is. Um, but it's something that we are always competing with. I mean, it, it's it's uh it's very organic. It's very natural. It's the pecking order. Yeah. When the large chickens pick on the smaller chickens because they want to what they want to uh, essentially uh, call the call the herd, yep, right. Essentially, like hey, th- we don't want the weak, and it's a uh, it's a uh, very kind of warrior esque mentality where only the strong survive. But I, when it, I mean, that's the thing that guys are always going through now. Nowadays, there's no struggle, you know, in in modern day, like there's very little struggle, so. I feel like these kind of things are making people like these are the kind of struggles that people are seeking out so that they can go through their crossroads moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's, there's, you know, well, uh, you know, one guy, he, he always, he, he made a joke and got some backlash for it. He said, what we need, right? We, we need another, uh, world, world war. Um, because during those times, those times of great struggles, you know, that's where a lot of people find their purposes and, and not just men, men and women, they find their purpose because there is something that you have to deal with. There is a threat to your survival, your existence, and that you find a way to work against it. Not only that, but there's a unifying moment, too. Yeah. Like, you know, the country unifies, the community unifies. Um, you have a definite uh, community at that point. And with uh, the way, I'll, I'll say, America and the world are going, where everything is online, you don't really have a sense of community unless it's your Facebook community or your LinkedIn community or whatever else. You know, you may not have you may not have that kind of a close relationship with the guy two, three doors down the street from you. You know, you may not, not even know who he is. You know, yeah. And back in the day, you knew everyone within a four block radius. Yeah. You know, and it's it's kind of funny because even as our uh, our, our our actual social spheres have grown, like they've grown globally, but interpersonally they've they've shrunk. Yeah, absolutely, and that's where a lot of the uh, communication skills has gone from conversational to text. Yeah. That is, that is hugely, you know, because you have a lot of the double speak and emails that we all kind of see now and again where it's, uh, thank you guys for joining us, but it's, uh, but it's kind of double speak for something else that's, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, this, this motherfucker's telling me that thanks for joining us. <laughs> he knows damn well I didn't want to be here. Yeah. All right. So let's continue on with the video. What's that? It, it takes something away from them, mm. from from being with a trans woman, and ultimately, it's got nothing. Like it's because they're held to this rigid idea of like I'm heterosexual, and if I oh what does that mean? I don't know who I am anymore in mm. this world if it's not by. Oh my fucking god! I'm heterosexual, meaning I like women, not men that turned into women. Yeah. Ooh, like we're confused. No, I'm gonna tell you right now. I am a heterosexual man. I know exactly what that means. It means I like women. I like women who are born women and stayed women. I like women. That's what it means. I did, it does not mean I like a guy that that turned into a woman, uh, transitioned to a woman. It means that you know, it, they they try to paint it. And, and again, this is one of those attacks. Like you know, oh, we're gonna attack the heterosexuality. Yeah. Like no, well not only that, but. The man in this situation is confused about what he wants is kind of what I get from it is he doesn't know what he wants because he is so strict and he doesn't see all of his options. You know, it's like, no, like we have one option because that's our preference. Our preference yeah. is women. And it's and is the same thing with any preference. If like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, there are some guys, I, I know plenty of guys, and I know women. Let's take women in there. I know women, some women that won't date a met guy who's under six foot. Exactly. Yeah. But God forbid they they weigh, oh, like, uh, a guy says, oh, I don't want to uh, date a girl that's over 200, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's like, uh, it's a it's <laughs> double-edged sword. It's a down. And preferences it's, it's, work for you and against you. Well, yeah, it's a two-way street. You People have their preferences. And to sit there and try to, the, this bitch is trying to, you know, and I, I fucking yeah. call this fucking cunt a bitch, uh, to say that, you know, because you're you're confused and you don't know what you want. It's like, no, I, I know what I want. And you you don't fit in that mold. You're trying to fit in that mold, but you're not. So yeah, you know, if I'm a, a, a heterosexual guy and I I like to date women, if you are a transgender woman, I'm probably not going to be attracted to you enough, you know. And I don't want to sleep with you. That doesn't mean that you know I hate you as a person or I don't think you have the right to exist. I'm just saying that I don't have interest in you. I do not have any romantic interest, but yeah, that's. I feel like that's. Uh, Fuck this bitch. Yeah, well, I mean, so you have a guy, right? So a guy is always picked on, right? We are, uh, we are predators, except when it comes to trannies, then we're victims, right? Because, <laughs> uh, well, we're predators, but we're not preying on them, so then we're wrong for not preying on them. Is that weird? I mean, because that's kind of like, I mean, you know, I know my logic may be a little bit skewed because the whiskey's talking yeah. a little bit, but. Th- just go I ahead mean, and freshen yeah. up your glass. Hey, yeah, I'm going fr- yeah, to, I got to pour some to. more. But you have, I mean, you know, a lot of men nowadays are painted as quote unquote predators. And I feel like some of, like in this conversation that we're looking at uh, right now, it's, uh, it's India talking with another transsexual. So it's not even two legitimate females talking. It's two illegitimate females talking <laughs> if that sounds any of it but two transsexuals talking about what real men want which which seems like i would, even say what, I would just say like what just the normal average heterosexual male wants you know the average heterosexual male wants an you know a an actual woman and uh that to sit there and say that they don't know what they want or they're confused is just fucking just fucking it's just Retarded. it's extremely inaccurate is really what it is um you know guys know what they want and uh i'll even say that there may be kind of a front because some some guys may like being with transsexuals and things like that but you're not going to push through that um that's that uh that side of them so easily and uh anyway let's just play it binary i think well, society tells people it's not okay well, and that's the thing yeah. And I do, and I do I'll, believe the society is changing, yeah. and and then I, I believe it's your choice too. Like exactly. I, I would choose not to. Like that doesn't make genuine. me like like uh, but you scared. Would go, you would go uh, out with another woman. Would I go out with you would, another you would, you a would, woman? You would go out a with woman? a woman. Yes, of course. But you wouldn't go out with a transsexual no. woman. No. The the fact genuine here, you know, he's happy to go with with women, mm-hmm. but he's but not, not happy. But not every woman. Yeah, but no, he's no, happy no, to go exactly. with People women, yeah. but he's not it's, it's happy to go. I, 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 this no, isn't no, no, an attack no, no, on no, you. No, no, no. I'm just saying he wouldn't feel comfortable going with what is termed, what, or what, he wouldn't be f- feel comfortable going with me. Mm-hmm. If, if you're in my situation and you are trying to date, there is an no, extremely narrow you're saying, band. You're saying you're and not from gay, my you're experience, not gay. I'm not gay, but the f- I've, I've tried to date, and mm. everything that comes back 
you know, guys have chatted me up not knowing my past, but then as soon as they find out, whoa. Today's I'm a work. woman, right? Okay. Forget about no. any tea or anything in front of it. I'm just a woman, okay? okay. So on that okay. score, you would date me, wouldn't you? Not if you told me you was trans. No, no, I'm not telling you I'm trans. I'm a woman. <laughs> a so woman, you, yeah, a woman. You would date woman, me then. Woman, woman, yeah. Go on, hey, let's babe. have a kiss. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, see, and I think... He's just not that into it. I think... I think all the unspoken things that you can read into both those responses oh, there I mean, illustrate my case 100 so that's that's the thing that I you know w that's what sparked the outrage there, and the, it's so telling that they you know some people want their cake and eat it too. She she pu pu pushed herself on genuine you know because he told her he told her that he wouldn't he he wouldn't date a trans woman. Yeah. She felt so slighted by that that she felt that. You know, to prove that he's going to be on, she, you know, and he was, he wasn't even, he was even, you know, enough enough to let her, let her hug him. But when she tried to kiss him, he's like, no, that's because that's not what I want. Because that's her, that's her little subtle way to try to uh, assert some kind of dominance or control over him to basically say, oh, you don't want to date a trans woman, but I'm going to kiss you anyway to show you that, you know, I got some control over you. Yeah. Mm, I didn't. I didn't really get that from it, to be honest with you. I got the uh, "let me uh, prove my point" kind of thing. The fact that uh, genuine doesn't want anything to do with me. Like that's what I got from it. Like uh, he says he doesn't like me. Now let's actually see if let's <coughs> let's, have, let's actually see the reaction of when you know he's approached with getting kissed by a trainee. Well, see and the reason you re you reason you thought that way because you didn't look through it through your SJWIs. I did not know. Because I looked at it like a man guys cuz I see things at front value. India is a white woman, white man to white woman, so comes with white privilege and she was asserting that privilege and that dominance, the the white superiority over genuine the black <laughs> man to try to demonstrate that she still had control even if he didn't want to date her. See, that's how you have to look through it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how society says that, but I say fuck society. But no, I mean that's another thing is uh, you know, I don't know India's actual post reaction to the video, but from what it seems like is, you know, she didn't take it uh super offensively that a lot of this backlash didn't come from her, did it? Yeah. Okay, cuz I haven't seen that. Like I well, imagine cuz uh, the articles I read when when I Google searched it and I went through the the list was Essentially, you know, the SJW types and the viewers and everything being offended on her behalf, which we love that offended word around here, but it's really hard to take offense for someone else. You know what I'm saying? I well, mean, if, if, the, if the person that was in, in the situation isn't offended, why should there be any kind of offense taken? That just That's the thing, though, nowadays. You know, I, I'll be offended for you. Um, it's well, like it's like the uh, the H uh, and M um, thing going around with the uh, the little boy, the little black boy who was wearing the sweatshirt that said uh, "coolest monkey in the jungle." You know, a lot of black people got offended for him, and even the when the mother came out and said, "This is a photo shoot, is a fashion. I saw nothing wrong with it." You know, he didn't see anything wrong with it. People were still like, "I don't care. I'm going to be offensive. I'm going to be offended for you." Yeah, and I think that's what the problem is, is people are not staying in their lanes. Does that make sense? 
you know, because I I like the the community mentality that that people like to have, but when it only brings you together in times of drama, then it's not authentic. True. You know, like oh, I just want to uh, to cause a ruckus and get attention because of a well, sweatshirt. It's like no, you don't. You just you just want some attention. Period. You know, you want to be the most event, uh, most offended victim on the left, and you know, there's no. I don't have time for that. Like, I gotta get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's called that's called virtue signaling. Virtue signaling is basically when you make a show of how you know cool and and hip you are into this uh, you know whatever social issue that's happening right now. You know. All right. So uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's get off of this one, and, and I, I actually want to move into one that. Uh, that actually kind of concerns you very deeply. Very deeply, because I mean, this one, this one here, uh, it definitely this, hits home for you, doesn't it? This hits home. All right. So uh, this is about the. Uh, we'll read the headline real quick. Well, what what is it actually about? So it's about uh, Stan Lee. All right, the great beloved Stan Lee, and it says Stan Lee faces another accusation of sexual misconduct. Now. Um, in the in the recent years, uh, going back to like the last two years, there's been uh, a lot. People are coming out and you know with the this whole movement and everything that's been going on, there, a lot of accusations likes to come out. To, accusations come out um, to people, and they've been hitting uh, Stan the man Lee as well. And it's kind of funny because. You know, Stan Lee, he's, he's an old guy. He's like 95 years old. So, you know, he doesn't have much longer on this world. But it seems to be like in these recent years is that these people are trying to come out and and actually extort uh, money from Stan Lee. Well, because he's he's a huge figure right now. Yeah. You know, the MCU is uh, like the top grossing franchise in movie history. Yeah. And you've got to remember, like, you know, uh, Marvel, Marvel now is a household name. You know, if you rewind, you know, ten years, twenty years or so, or fifteen years, or even to two thousand, the only people who knew what Marvel was are you know, um, either people who watched the X Men cartoon when they were growing up, or they saw Spider. They know everyone seems to know Spider Man, but they really didn't know Marvel. You know, it was a comic book thing. That's something for geeks and nerds. Uh, but now it's it's household. Like you could go to anybody, and they're they're talking about Marvel characters. You know, they're wearing T-shirts about Marvel characters. You know, people who probably never read a comic book, and you press them on them, they don't know shit about. They don't even know how to pronounce uh, Black Panther's name correctly. They Ooh. <laughs> oh, I've shots fired, son. Shots you know? fired. Oh, I've heard all sorts of things. And they're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know my boy. You know chocolate. It's T'Challa, motherfucker. You know, and I'm like, yeah, but they're all hyped about it because the movie and because of the, you know, because all the movies and stuff like that, you know, and it, it's so big. So, re, you know, recently a lot of people have been coming out and accusing of St- Stan Lee of certain uh, certain things. And again, it's one of those things I say, like, if you believe Stan Lee or something, someone did something harmful to you, your first stop should be the police. It shouldn't be to your lawyer and it shouldn't be asking for money. Definitely not asking for money because you should be wanting the the perpetrator to be uh, accountable through the law, not not uh, uh, if you were in my eyes, if you were a true victim, 
the first thing that you should be like the first thing that you should be uh, looking for is not not monetary monetary compensation. You should not be looking for money. Yeah, you should be looking for that person to be arrested, convicted, and put in jail. Period. Point blank. Yeah. You know, like I mean, hey, because otherwise, then you're like you're uh, you're like a gold digger essentially in my eyes. You're just doing it for the money. You the person may or may not have done anything wrong. Uh, but unless you s- seek actual judicial um, uh, reprisals, there's yeah you you, l- you lose a lot of uh, faith in my eyes. You lose a lot of faith and you lose a lot of credibility because I, I I'll have to I start you know questioning you know how how much did this actually mean to you you know how much did this actually affect you like if your first your first thought is oh uh, you know this guy did this and he has a lot of money. And my first thought is I'm trying to get some money from him, you know, to for it. Then I'm thinking it really that 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 same incident didn't really affect you too much. The only thing is, is that he had money. If it was a poor dude or someone who didn't have money or the fame went with it, then you would probably, you know, you would brush it off and move on. I mean, that's another thing is uh, so the article um, and I'll just read a little bit of, of it uh, for you guys. Is uh, it's from CBR.com, and I'll link it down below. But it says, uh, the Daily Mail, uh, which on Tuesday reported claims made by quote unquote a string of home care nurses, now adds an allegation by a Chicago masseuse that Lee masturbated in front of her in his hotel room after he groped her and demanded sex during the 2017 Chicago Comic Con. Now, I'm not gonna lie, uh, this dude is 90. Five years old. <laughs> well, how? Like, I, mean, I mean, like, <laughs> how, like, how many bags of Viagra would it take? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, okay. So he's a horny old guy. Okay. Like, let let's be honest. See, let, let's even take it to that. Like, he's a horny old guy. Uh, say no and leave the room. Yeah. It's not like <laughs> he's know? gonna overpower you. Yeah. Or or, yeah. Or, or or even that. You know, like I understand. You know, no guy should be even coming on to that. Uh, coming on to a lady like that. But uh, in it. In that reg- in that mindset, uh, he, there wasn't any harassment, there wasn't any assault, there wasn't anything. All he did was essentially ask for a sexual favor. If that happened, remember, yeah, these yeah. Are just again, again, that's this the is, alleged. This is not proven, and this is the reason we uh, we also believe that this is a uh, you know if this was during the Comic Con, this is what before his wife died. And one thing we do know about Stanley is that him and his wife were a very devoted couple. Well, his, uh, Lee's wife died 69 years ago. Joan Lee. Uh, she didn't die 69. I'm sorry, she, she didn't die. She died year. last year uh, at the age of 93 after 69 years of marriage. Of 69 that's, years. Uh, I'll that's, round that up to 70 because that's ridiculous. That's commendable. That is really good. I mean, that and, and, and that's another thing you got to put into, like, and that's why a lot of this thing actually, you know, kind of stings a little bit and, and makes you wonder because... This is a guy where, you know, he's he's been with his wife for, you know, damn near 70 years. You've never heard anything, you know, any missteps between them. Um they've been they've been a good couple, you know, all together and he he lost his his life partner and his best friend. And after 70 years. After 70 years. 70 years. There's a lot of people that's listening to this podcast not even 70 years old. Well, the, probably the majority of people listening. Exactly, to exactly. But the thing is, that, you know, since she's been gone, you know, and he's been kind of, he's, he's been trying to keep it together, but he's he's an old man and he's he's a wreck. And, 
you know, people have been extorting things from him. Like, uh, you know, even prior to this, you know, the, the you know, like I said the case where someone uh, stole three hundred thousand dollars from him. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, there's there was a a, a story going around where he was um doing an interview and after the interview he was getting ready to leave and he almost fell down the stairs and his uh his assistant caught him his assistant caught him you know and stuff like that and and he you know the assistant you know said later like yeah this is this is like the fourth time today i had to uh catch stanley he's old man yeah he's old like he should be walking with a walker but but he's like start he's like cameoing in the movies. He's yeah. staying active. He's doing his thing. Um, I see that now he is a popular figure, and that now he is a target. I think he's being extorted. And I think that I think that's a case. I mean, he, let let's even let's even for for the sake of this conversation right now, let's say that he did proposition women for for sex. No, I am not going to do no, that. No, okay, yeah, okay, okay. But, that. okay. Okay, so I'll do that just for just to just to go through my my train of thought. You will not disrespect. Stephen I I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not doing I it in a negative way, I promise. Right I know you would. I know Jesus, you would. I will. But let but let's say that like Judy he Cop did say, Chief "Hey, you know, um, you know, I want the the special for I want the special uh, ending for the massage, right?" You know. Happy dude's 90 ending. dude's 95 years old, was married for 70 years. And now he's just trying to live a little after seventy years of marriage, right? I mean, like I don't want to say it in the bad way, but he really did nothing wrong. Like I mean, he he asked a woman to to for sex or for whatever, which may not be you know right, but how is it not right? If you add, now remember, you remember the 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 number one well, thing. What I'm saying is he's says. not he's he's not a, a, a quote unquote predator. You know, he's he's not forcing himself. And that's what I mean. Like he's not forcing himself. Yes. Now he's not exactly trying to woo these women, but he's not looking no. for commitment. He's like, hey, so can we get a happy ending for the massage, or you know what's going on? Yeah, so uh, and, and that well, what I'm saying, like you know, and a thing, and this goes back to some of the the Louis C.K. allegations stuff too. The one of the biggest things that you know that is pushed and and, and I actually believe in wholeheartedly is consent. Absolutely, you never do anything to somebody, especially sexually, without their consent. And when you ask people, um, you're asking for the consent. So when they ask, they're basically, I'm asking you for your consent to do something. You can either say yes or you can say no. Um, and it, the ball is in your court. Now, if you say yes, I don't want to hear about shit later. Because you said you went along. You gave your consent. If I say, hey, uh, you mind if I, uh, you know, you, I get a handy from you? And you're like, okay. And you give me a handy. Don't come back later talking about in this time he asked me for a handy bitch. You fucking agree to this, you know. So I, I, I really, I, I, I want always want to make that part clear when you when they they talk about these allegations. If someone asks or the 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 accuses said, you know, they say, oh, he asked me for this. Yeah, bitch, he's asking for your consent. He's asking, are you gonna? Do you want to join in? You have a choice. You can say no, unless he. And the only way you can tell me, you know, that doesn't stand is if that person has a gun to your head, you know, that they're going to actually do you a lot of physical harm. Then that's that's a mitigating circumstance. Yeah. And that's that's actually not consent. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't <laughs> that's be coercion at, at, at most. Um, but, you know, nobody has a gun to these women's heads. Nobody has uh, anything. I, I, it's 
it leaves me, uh, you know, wordless at the at the time because I'm just like, how, how, well, you know, like how can you not overpower a 95 year old man? Well, I'm gonna say know? this too. I'm gonna say this too. If you're a 95 year old millionaire or billionaire and you've done something as noteworthy as create Spider Man, I'm gonna go on the record as saying you can do whatever the fuck you want. All right, I'm gonna tell you right now. If I was Stanley at this point, I man, they would be talking about yeah. Well, today Stan, in the news, Stanley was arrested because he was snoring cork off a hooker's ass, riding down uh, for the 405, shooting fucking AK-47s out the window, talking about uh, a Loa snack bar. Yeah. All right, I would while be doing crazy shit while he stresses Wolverine. Oh man, that would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no, I mean, so look at the accomplishments that the guy has done. Uh, I mean, just incredible accomplishments. Yeah. Uh, created uh, much of the Marvel Universe with uh, with very many uh, co-creators and things like that. Uh, but he was always kind of a, a joining partner for all those. Um, now, obviously, I'm going to say you know much more than I do. Yeah, damn uh, right. Yeah. And I, that's I, I am fully, I'm fully capable of seceding that argument to you. Cause it's uh, I'm a Marvel. It, I've always been a Marvel dude, though. You know, I, I've, I've been a, I've been a comic book guy all my life. I mean, matter of fact, my first comic book was uh, Firestorm Eleven, and I've always been a comic book guy. But I've always gravitated gravitated towards Marvel because to me, Marvel, especially with Stan Lee, the way he told stories, Marvel has always been an inclusive uh, group. You know, they've always had everyone re- represented. They had black people. They've had um, you know, black people, women, minor, you know, different minorities, the, even even disabilities. Because the the he Stanley said the reason he created Daredevil is he wanted a disabled superhero. You know, here's a superhero who has a disability, but he's still out there. So to sit there and go, you know, I I'm <clears throat> with that and and being a big fan, I understand that I do have biases, and I'm gonna probably gonna cut him a little bit more slack uh, than than other people because one, he's 95 years old and the motherfucker created Spider-Man. So our co-created Spider-Man. So I'm going to cut him a little slack. And, and given also the fact that a lot of people are trying to extort him uh, of late, um, makes me wonder, you know, with these, al- these allegations coming, you know, is this more extortion because the people are not going to the police. They're not going, they're reporting, they're going to their lawyers and they're trying to, my lo- their lawyers are contacting, you know, Stanley's lawyers and they're trying to get money instead of justice. Yeah. I, 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 but I think that's completely true. And I know that came out as a jumble, but uh, I think that's completely true. And if you're going for a, a monetary settlement right out the gate, uh, then uh, you are not a, um, then you are not uh, w- what I want to say a true victim. But I mean, so you're not going to be like a tr- what I want to call a true victim if you um, if you aren't wanting to take uh, your matter to the police and actually seek legal uh, recourse. Yes, and and I well I wouldn't say that I I would probably say. I would question your victimhood in that. Right? When, when, what I mean by that is if, if, if it's something that was really meaningful, like I said before, if it was something really meaningful and harmful to you, you're going to want to you, you, you address that. If, you are willing, if you're willing to be ba- you know, paid off with money, then that just sort of tells me that, you know, it, that that thing didn't really affect you as much as you think it did. Probably, or or the, yeah. what you're trying to present that it did, it only affected you because the person has money and you saw dollar signs. 
you know, because I, you know, and granted, I, I one of the reasons why I want to get you know other perspective perspectives on this is that we, you know, from my point of view, if someone does something to me, you know, and I and I've, I've shared certain incidents where I was a victim of different things, I want to, I want justice. You know, I'm going to seek justice for it, and I will take the means to address that to make sure that. You know, either the person the person was caught and apprehended and and out of society for uh, some time, or that the behavior that you know that that caused that incident was changed. You know, so I want to do something. To me, if you are silent or you don't say anything, or you know you're waiting years, I, I have to ask how how much that affects you. Now, some people will will say, oh well, you know, I, I carried what happened to me, you know, all these years. I was like, well, shit, why the fuck you didn't do about it? Do something about it during those all those years. You know, why did you just carry it? Why didn't you, you know, why didn't you address it? Um, there's, there's, and, and especially now, there's many avenues to address anything. You know, uh, I figure that if there's something, if there's something you really want done, you're going to find a way to do it. That's true. I mean, if it is, uh, if it is important to you, and you really put in the effort, then a difference will be made, or at least you'll be noteworthy yeah. in that sense. Uh, All right. Man, this has been a good uh, good talk. <laughs> it's been <laughs> a really good talk. Uh, uh, so I don't want you guys at home to think that we are transphobe or homophobe or anything like that. That is n- absolutely 100% not the case. No. However, we do feel that we need to draw the line between... Uh, you know, what men want and, you know, what men want may or may not be a trans woman, may not be a tranny. Uh, but uh, we want to actually uh, kind of highlight those differences. And uh, uh, you, you can't please everybody, but uh, the people that you um, that you can please, they should be part of your inner circle. Does that make sense? You know, they should be part of your your people uh, and don't worry about anybody outside of that. Yeah, well, like I said, you, you keep a small group in. The, the ultimate goal we have to work towards as people, as being a social entities, is that we, we foster an environment where we um, allow each other to live life as they see fit. All right. And also with that understanding is that some people will not always agree with how you decide to live your life. Now, what we do as a society is to make sure that that those people that don't agree with you cannot do anything. They're not allowed to do anything negative towards you. Right. You're not allowed to kill someone because you don't agree with them. You're not allowed to, you know, enact violence on them, you know, but you you're able to live your life. They're able to live their life. They don't have to actually like how you live your life and you don't have to actually like how they live their life. You know, you're you're able to live your life as you see fit without worry of violence being brought, uh, whether violence or legal action brought against you. Within yeah, reason, I mean, that, I mean that sounds good. Uh, one footnote that I would have for that is, uh, um, you should always be able to live your life without anyone kind of looking over your shoulder. Does that make sense? Uh, like I like uh, I want you to uh, uh, live without regrets, like no, regrets. not even one, like regrets. R a g r e t. Regrets. It's regrets. Uh, you know, because if that movie, uh, 
If that movie, what was that movie from? Is a uh, uh, We're the Millers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if that movie taught me anything, it's that I'm definitely that guy in the bandana with the fucked up tattoo. It's uh, uh, I'm that guy. You know, uh, I live with no regrets, not even one. Um, no, but uh, we have this uh, this gift of being t- able to live uh, uh, and being able to connect with people across the globe that share or disagree with our um, with our viewpoints. Now, it's all about you on how you actually uh, communicate with those people, whether you choose to, whether you uh, communicate with them in a positive or negative way. You know, that's all on you. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm all for constructive criticism and actually conversating and discussing controversial topics because I feel like that's how you actually find some common ground. And to build that people. society to where, where, where you allow people... That's how we're gonna build that site because you you get it you gain an understanding of people, you know. If if I sit there and you know you understand that hey you know, heterosexual men you know mo- some heterosexual men will not date a trans woman, then you know when if you're a trans woman you go out there you understand that the dating pool might not be as wide open to you as you think, but you can find a way to to find those people attracted because there's a fucking app for everything. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that's another thing is, and I'm sure we'll talk about this on future episodes, is uh, finding um, a mate without deception for that because, like we saw on the uh, the video for uh, Genuine and India Willoughby, was uh, she didn't feel like she had to tell anybody that she was a transsexual yeah, she right? figured that Which, she was a woman and no different. You know, she's a real woman. There's, there's no T or anything. I'm like, no, that's not true. Yeah, exactly. It's not true. You are not. You're not a woman. I mean, you know, we'll go into we could get in the weeds about gender and sex and biological sex. But, you know, either way you slice it, I don't consider you a woman. Right. And if that's that's the viewpoint, you just got to deal with it. And if you don't like it, that's fine. You are perfectly free to disagree yeah. with that that assertion. What you are not allowed to do is try to demonize me for something for my preference. Right. I mean, and that's uh, and and that's something I'm sure oh. I'm sure 100 percent that we will talk about on further episodes. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us today and we'll see you next time.